Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast for the final episode in our top 25s for the year. One of my favorite episodes to do last year, at least, and I'm sure it will be the same this year. As always, I am joined by Jack. Jack, what's going on, sir? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the finale. It's here. Yes, it is. It's here. Is it? Uh, Jack is sick. Well, not yes, sick. I'm. I got allergy. sick. So the backstory on me getting sick. Um, my allergies always get worse when I come home to Knoxville. And so on top of that, we went from being 75 and sunny here to having an inch and a half of snow on the ground in about 48 hours. And I was out actively in between that part of the time I was hanging out with John Mike. Hi, I miss you. Hi, John Mike. I don't even think he listens to these, but whatever. He does. Oh, really? I know he does. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a nice surprise. Well, hi, John Mike. Um, but yeah, here we are final episode we have uh, a couple things to go over a couple big things actually for news and then we've got some questions and then we'll get into the final top 25 for the year but first patreon shout outs so shout out to our patrons bryant graham grant Jaden, mark allison and steven eric mikhail klaus and sloan uh, I don't even need to plug the Patreon anymore, but shout out to all of you guys. We appreciate it so much. And uh, quick plugs. We don't really need to plug any of this anymore except for yours, Jack. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, if you for some reason want to follow our Instagram and Twitter, still you can. But really, you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Thrilling Moment. If you want to keep up with Chris, his Instagram is at Twisted Travelers Chris. Yeah, I don't use that Instagram anymore, but you know occasionally you ghost like stuff (laughs) oh yeah it's there um also a couple things jack has to talk about real quick Mm -hmm. so three things number one i think i talked about it last time uh we we being me and scott from upstop media uh we're fundraising for give kids the world um and I am very, very, very happy to report, I need to find the number, hold on, where is it, that we raised $6,249. So thank you to everyone who donated. I know some of you listened to the show, so thank you so much for your donating. Um, I believe the deal was that if you donated like $50 and told me you wanted to slap me, you get to slap me. So I think I'm getting slapped at least twice. Um, yay. But yeah, super, super, super happy with that. Next thing, I'm still selling calendars. I know it's January, but you know, you still have it for 11 months of the year. So if you want to buy a calendar, let me know in Discord. Send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. If you've got my number, text me. I want to get rid of like the five or six I've got left. So yeah. And the final bit of thing, if you haven't seen it, I've been teasing it for a while and not keeping the secret very well. I am now working with Upstop Media officially. So that's fun. Um, Tons of fun stuff coming with that. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we can just wait a few seconds because we, we've had a, a thing show up that says guest. Uh, well, in that case, I'll take the time to tell you, Chris, I might be down there next weekend. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Uh, I'm very busy <laughs> the next week and a half. So sick. Um, but yeah, as we await our guest. I wonder who it could be. Yeah. Um, do do we want to start talking about stuff or do we want to wait for them to figure out how to join this? I I think we like I think we wait for them to figure out how to join it. Yeah. Um who do you think it's going to be? All of you people listening. Oh, no. I, I have mean, my it, guess. It, yeah, I have mine as well. I mean, it's yeah, not me like too. it could have been somebody texting to make sure this was okay before. Watch it be just someone completely not who we think it is and yeah. me to just like drop the link to everyone and be like, "Yo, we're recording." I mean, Come, we have a whole server full of people who could <laughs> grab the link if they wanted. Um, and one of those people is online that we're expecting this to be. So I'm gonna guess that it's yeah. I'm gonna guess that it's them. Come on, bud, you can do it. He's yeah. gonna listen to this episode and be like, "What?" Da 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 da. Da 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 da. There's your last one ever, people. Yep. He uh, probably still hung over from yesterday and all the drinking they did. <laughs> well, let's see. Hmm. Weather sucks. I'm sick. This is the last episode. I don't know. We're running out of stuff to stall with. Uh, you know on. what? I'm going to go ahead and get rid of the thing I care least about in the news. Icebreaker is officially opening February 18th. I don't really care, even though it's at one of my home parks. I'll go to ride it, but y'all took way too long to have me excited for a family coaster, especially one that you put horrible restraints on. So, um, Also, Sarah on Twitter claiming that this could possibly be better than Mako. Just be quiet right now. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, shout out SeaWorld for delaying for almost three years now. I really appreciate it, and I'm such a happy patron. Um, okay, come on, buddy. You could come on. Just just join. I, I literally just did a whole part. We might have to cut some of this. <laughs> I'm fine with cutting some of this because you're... I call out bad takes. I call out your bad takes every week. I don't care who it is. Yeah, you know, but... Uh, hi, Bryant. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, welcome. Apparently I'm on this yeah, whole you time. Are. This has been a pretty chaotic episode already, so... <laughs> well, most episodes are. Yes, I've, I've tried to make Chris go deaf by me having a coughing fit. That did happen. That Perfect. Feel good. Be prepared for that. That's always good. I, I mean, I just wanted to come on for a little bit and say some sappy things, if you didn't mind. That's fine. Trying to make you both cry, maybe. Uh, you maybe him. I maybe Jack and I. I just I just gotta mention Cars Land to Jack. Yeah, and make I'm an fun. easy target today, so good luck. <laughs> All right, just to get sappy for a hot sec. You guys started this show as young kids, without any idea of what you were doing. And now you've grown... No, I'm not doing that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, back home on, dude. Uh, all seriousness, um, at least for me personally, it's not an exaggeration to say, like, this podcast literally changed my life. Um, I didn't know a soul 
in this industry. Hadn't met anyone. Uh, it was exactly one year and one week ago today. Uh, it was the first time I ever got my voice and personality out there. You guys were the ones that gave me that chance. Like so many things would not have happened if you had said no or just ignored me completely. Like I don't get to know the drunk riders. Probably don't go to Hollywood nights and Keys to the Kingdom and make like all these new connections and friendships. Like no Virginia, no Velasa stumble. Definitely not Idaho and getting to hang with RMC and, and meet Fred Grubb, like none of that happens without you guys originally. Um, but like seriously, above all of that is like the friendships I've gotten to make with you guys. That it has meant the world. So, whew, all right. Uh, <laughs> like legitimately, like some of my best highlights last year. Um, and this year I got married, so that that's some high praise. Just saying. Um, like and just like the little moments, like texting with you guys, like playing trivia, like Dollywood, Carowinds, local goat, especially. Uh, <laughs> um. Hell, it's the last episode, and you can edit this if you want, but um, I fucking love you guys. Um, you both have insane futures ahead, and I, I can't wait to see them play out. Like, from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you. Thank you for everything. Um, like, seriously, it's, it's meant the world. You I think I want to edit this? <laughs> <laughs> you don't edit anything. I know that for a fact. Taylor, cut this, cut this. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. None of that. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. All right, all I got through it. I'm I done. Mean, obviously, you've been pretty much a number one fan, and you've come on a bunch of times. We would never say no to you coming on. You were just fun. Um, Get so, out. Yeah. Leave. Goodbye. That's it. <laughs> Am I being the nice well, Chris, one? you didn't even know me at all. Like, I knew Jack a little bit just from Twitter. I mean, yeah. But it, uh, I think the biggest compliment I can give you, and I'm being genuine when I say this, is – among a community of weirdos, you are one of the only normal people I've found, which is why <laughs> I definitely uh, have stuck closer to the, to you than certain people. So shout out, Bryant. Uh, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot, man. Yeah. Um, we appreciate the support, of course, and we appreciate of all course, the time you came course. on. Trivias, which I dominated uh, without Jack because he was holding me back. Um, it wasn't even close. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> shout out Grant. Grant knows his stuff. Um, but yes. Also, just shout out Grant from Missouri because we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Well, without me. But, you know. So, yes, Brian, no, thank yeah. you. You are uh, always welcome if we ever do another episode again. Sounds good. You know I'll That's be right. there. And even on the Twitter, I will promote Coaster Madness in March for you. So. I mean, if it happens, I don't know. I've, I haven't started thinking about it at oh, all. Oh, really? So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I figured you would do it since it's an annual thing, but yeah, I get it if you just want to take the year off. <laughs> what are all those cryptic tweets about Brian? I'm so intrigued. I know. I have no clue. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I know. They're so Nothing subtle. at all. <sighs> I think all you right. should put Icebreaker and Mako in the same bracket just for fun. Oh, I mean, it technically will be open by then, so. That's true. If I do the tournament, of course. That's right. I mean, I, Icebreaker won't have any any reason yeah. to be there. I mean, it, it, imagine thinking Icebreaker could possibly be better than Mako. That's just insane. Never know. 
No, I, I no, know. No, 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 we know. We know. <laughs> Jack, Jack didn't think uh, Tremors could be better than Stunt Pilot, so. That's a fair comparison. Okay, but one's though. a CCI and one's a Premiere. Premiere kind of sucks. <laughs> Other Hold than Mr. the Freeze. phone. Uh-oh. Stunt Pilot is not a Premiere. I'm talking about Skyrocket. Or oh. the, the, Sky, the Skyrocket whatever Icebreaker is, yes. Like I would, I would think a CCI could be better. Not, not a, not a premiere. Also, it's a Mako. That's true as well. Brian, you joining us for the rest of the episode or what? I mean, that's up to you. Oh, guys. I don't care. You want to do your top twenty-five too? This is this is your uh, send off. So no, I'm actually no. I probably won't be on okay. this time. I'll hang out for you a little bit. Want to do news? Or Jack, do you have anything to say to me before I may maybe leave? Uh, That's okay. <laughs> I still text with you all of the time. I know you feel about me. <laughs> no pressure. Yep, there it is. That's the best kind of compliment I can But give. I mean it gets better if I start doing this and then everyone knows what I'm singing in my head. <laughs> Since when has Jack been the mean one and I've been the nice one? This is a change. We're flipping roles for the last episode. So. I guess so. Well, we'll jump into news then while we're still somewhat functioning as a podcast. The big one being Knott's Berry Farm is getting a giga coaster. Allegedly. We think. Yeah. Uh, the plans look really, really real. So I'll say that. Um, could it potentially be better than Fury based on some of the mock-ups? I think so. It looks... Very Fury-esque, and that's what I want to see more of. Shout out Knotts for building this a couple years after I went for the first time and forcing me to come back to California. So basically, this is why I'm getting excited, because it's a Giga, and it's taller than Fury, and it's going to go faster than Fury. The thing everyone keeps forgetting is that they're putting it in Ghost Town, which means it's going to be themed to the... It's going to be... Yeah. It's going to be themed to the... Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes... Uh, build now, please. That yeah, I want that. Um, Brian, you're gonna have to go to Knott's. Obviously, uh, especially now. going in 2023. That's gonna. Oh, for sure. I mean, if this actually happens, yeah, definitely. I'm going regardless. Um, uh, I, I'm going next year, and then yeah, uh, this year. Boysenberry color scheme, I approve of. Oh, can you imagine? I That'd would be... love to see like purple and yellow and red all thrown into that. That'd be pretty cool. Just, um, just seeing the ride to Boysenberry. They like have no room. And here it comes. They're somehow getting this. Maybe. Approve. Yeah, I just keep looking at the, like, the site plans for this thing. It's like, um, okay. Mm-hmm. It yes, it looks impressive. And then the other leak we had about a potential new coaster is Bush Gardens Williamsburg Dark Coaster replacing Dark Castle. Uh I'm curious to hear your two's thoughts first if you've seen it. It's stupid. Okay. Have you not seen it, Bryant? I haven't. Okay, no. that's fine. Uh you're not missing much. I agree. It looks <laughs> stupid. Uh, it looks like a launch skull mountain with a switch track on the brake run so that it does a second lap, which I think is just a really stupid gimmick that is unnecessary. 
And I'd rather see them just bring back Dark Castle or completely gut the building and turn it into something else. That this is just going to be completely overlooked in the parks lineup in a few years, in my opinion. But honestly, Drakenspire would have been the same thing. So, yeah, not not nothing. I need to go back there for not that Pantheon. Yes, not that though. I'd rather have them pay more staff to attend the parking. Yes, please. Uh, I'd rather open their eyes instead as of well. this roller coaster. Yeah, there's a. SeaWorld, you, you, I have a love-hate relationship with you. Yeah, feel that. Mm-hmm. Immensely. Um, yeah, that's all the news we got. <laughs> that is, because I ran through Icebreaker really fast because no one cares. Uh, no once one again, love-hate relationship with SeaWorld. Um, so, listener questions. This is something you can do, Brian, actually. I, th- I think you could, th- this first one's good for you. From Marcus, favorite episode. You want you want me to go sure. first? I probably should go first. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm literally gonna have to go scroll through our episode feed. Hold on. I'm gonna try to not to be biased and pick one I was on. I need to scroll through the episodes. Hold on. I'll just shout out a couple then. We'll start with um, Matt from Print My Right. It, it is Matt, right? I think yes. Yeah, that episode was really cool. Um, all the. Big trip reports were super fun. Doing top 25 last year. Uh, Especially the trip reports with you, Bryant, were super cool. And also that was probably our most listened to episode, I think. So, Which is wild. Yeah, um, That was sick. I'd say those are probably my favorites right there. Oh, also, um, Andrew Stilwell. Recent one. That was really funny. That guy's cool. Very good interview. I like when he called out. I would. The, I mean, yeah. Never mind. Anything with the drunk riders is going to be a hit for sure. Yeah, they just kind of do their thing. And honestly, just because it's my kind of thing, I love the idea of the GP challenge. Like both. I mean, it's, the first one was great, especially you guys just starting out. But then the second one, when when Jack went nuts with the editing and the and the music. Mm-hmm. That worked out really well. That's probably one of the ideas yeah. I think we're proudest of. Yeah, I don't think anybody's done anything like that. That might be something we honestly just find a way to just put on once a year. Maybe. I really enjoyed doing that. Okay, so... There's le- so, legitimately not like an episode that I'm like rolling my eyes and like, okay, I gotta get through this. Like, that surprises me. Every episode is, is good. It's really, really good. So, here, I will give you since we're on the final episode and we're talking about episodes, we shall look at all time. We have 6,814 downloads. Our highest downloaded show is the great trip report show part three at 286 downloads. Oh, let me download it one more time to get it. Give it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that 287 shout out onion we're gonna talk about onion in a few minutes we've been downloaded in one two three four five six seven eight in 42 states i got you rhode island like last week yes i yeah. see that it's 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 now it's blocked off 
hilariously, it's a couple of the st- one of the states I've been to this year. We don't have a download in, so that's like what Idaho. Yep. Yeah. Damn it, Fred. Come on, Fred. So yeah, there you go. There's some just basic stuff. Okay, I've got three episodes. Um, Matt from Print My Ride. How uh, printing or I don't remember what the title of that episode was. It was. Um, printing rollers with print printing ride. rollers with print yep. my ride. Oh, that was during that phase. Yes, it was. Uh, how we met Mike and EB from Coaster Radio. Yeah, that was good too. Oh yeah. And I think I'm gonna give my final one. Oh. The five things I hate about you because that was just a funny episode. I don't even remember what we did for that one. I remember it being good. I don't remember what it was. It was the like our like grievances with theme parks. Oh, lockers, not enough trees, I racing feel like coasters we that don't race. Do that every week. Yeah, but you know that was the week we were like, ah, we're just putting it all in one episode. No holds barred. Yeah, I, I could probably go back and revisit that and do some more at this point. Um, but yes, thank you, Marcus. Good question. This one oh, from Joe. Marcus Lashock. Yes, and Marcus Lashock. That was a good one as well. Um, next question from Joey: Best individual ride on a coaster of the season. It's tied for me between two. I know Jack is going to bring up... I know what he's going to say. So just get it out of the way, bud. Yeah, so it was my... uh, I think it was Row 11 Night Ride on Outlaw Run with Joey in the pitch black in the fog with no lights on anywhere. We couldn't see anything on Outlaw Run. Yeah. like I, half of me is jealous that I couldn't go this that past like when you guys went like last week, but the other half of me doesn't want to spend the money on fast passes because it looked way too crowded. So even without the fast pass, I managed to get thirteen rides on Outlaw Run in one day. So yeah, but I ain't really trying to wait for it. I I'd, I'd be in the time traveler line, you know that, which probably was much worse. Yeah, um, it was for me. I'm going graduation ride front row on Voyage. Was that yours, Ryan? Yeah, I was gonna suck up to you guys. You you can finish. You, go ahead, do your part. I mean, I, there's like a good five that I was like debating between, but like just the 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 idea that like literally the most like exclusive event of the year, the emo, exclusive ride, everyone's waiting, and we're just like the, off the three of us. So, Allison. Uh, ben, is that is the only uh, obviously Megan I think there's, and a couple uh, other kids? Who else? I think graduated. there was like twelve people on that train. And Kristen's right. We got flipped yeah. off rolling into the station, <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. It's been a day. I'm riding Voyage in the front row, but and you're see, not stopping me. <laughs> the the thing is, I don't even put it at that top spot because it was special or graduation ride or anything. To be honest, I was kind of done with graduation. I didn't want to put my cap and gown back. Oh, no, we know. But I forgot You're how welcome. good that thing is in the front row. <laughs> I was like, we were flying over those first hills. I was getting Mako level airtime. I was like, wait, I don't remember that from last time I was here. So genuinely, just 
Just very good night ride. And then my one ride I got dueling on Twisted Colossus is tied as well, which we'll talk about Twisted Colossus and if a little bit later in the episode than Orion. But yeah, I'd say those two. Um, I'll have to mention uh, I got a night ride at on Hagrid's at Velocistumble with the uh, the Hogwarts projection show going on at the same time. Oh. And you could only see Hogwarts just in between the trees as you're rushing through. And then as soon as we hit the break run, fireworks went right over the unicorns. That was Dang, dude. legitimately magical. How did I not know oh, that? Yeah, that was, it's phenomenal. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like storybook. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love Hagrid's at night. Jack loves Hagrid's at night. We, we've I think we all just love Hagrid's. Yeah. But at night, it's a whole yeah. different animal, honestly. Yeah. Um, we got one more question. This is from Grant, and I really like this one, and I really got to think on this one. Worst coaster elements on a good coaster? That's a really tough one. I'm just, like, looking through my list. Now, we're saying worst, like, bad, not just, like, the worst part of a good ride. I think like, so. Like, genuinely, you wish it wasn't part Like, of I could ride. say the drop on Voyage is, like, the weakest part. Yeah, of but that... Yeah. That ride. I'd say, like, bad. if it's an element that you would want to remove from a good coaster, you feel like it takes okay. away from it. This is tough. This is very tough. I think I've got my answer. What's that? Get rid of the Cobra roll on Kraken. Yeah, that is the you don't element. even think that's a good ride, though. Wait, but if that, see that, see if that element wasn't there, because that's what gave me a headache. That is what did me in. Okay, sure. Had this, if just had like a Dominator overbank turn in place of that, I'd like that ride a lot more. Yeah, this is really hard. Um, the Trim Hill none, on Diamondback. None of the rides I'm looking at in my top twenty-five have an element that I feel like takes too much away from them. I'm really trying to think. I'll say Superman ride of steel straight sections. If you could throw in some more hills, that ride would literally be in my top five. Maybe just the airtime that ride has is insane. If you gave it more, that'd be ridiculous. I'd also say I like, I wouldn't take it out, but if you could change a little bit of Phantom's revenge first half, it would be a lot higher in my rankings. See, I love the straight track. Just especially with our whole group, just like rowing down the straight track. See, maybe if you were, when you're with a group, yeah. But like I and Jack, you know this too. We know what those hills like did, especially that one. If you give it more of those instead of straight track, that's like one of the best coasters in the world. The Yidis Hill, as I like to call it. Yeah. You yeah. Anything, I mean. Bryant? I'm struggling. It's hard. Um, how about if you get rid of the dolly? I mean, it's probably impossible with the terrain. You get rid of the dolly on lightning run, and it's just a straight drop. Uh, I agree you with just that elevate now. Elevate the hill with the launch more. I agree yeah. with that now. In the past, I would have said no, but I agree with that now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, They're not really good. elements, but if you could remove the trims on lightning rod, 
That that'd be nice. If you could How also... about we just take the launch out? It doesn't work. Let's just take it out. <laughs> you flip flopped really fast. I'd also say if you could change Twisted Colossus's first break run to hold it so that it would duel every time, but that's not an element. Um, but that's a big change I would make to that ride. You'll y'all will see how high it is in just a minute, and if you could change that, it'd be even higher. Um, but yeah. That's a very good question, though. Um, and then our last little part of listener questions. Uh, Devin says, hi. He wants to be in the episode. Hi, Devin. Uh, you got your wish. I actually had a question, too, that I just... It's been in my mind for a okay. few weeks, but... Oh, might as well ask it now. If, if there was a... What is the most you would pay for an all-park season pass? Any amusement park in the world for one year? What is the most? Like I can get into every single parking. park, and I've got parking. You get parking. Um, I'm gonna say not no like fast lane quick queue yeah. and no I mean, food. Fair. Just that. It depends that's, on what I was doing that year. But I mean, if, you, if I knew where I was gonna get to go to a ton of parks, I'd yeah pay like four or five thousand for that. Honestly, if I knew I was gonna get be able to go into like. If I knew if I if I were doing all of Europe and all of America in one year, yeah, I'd pay several grand well, for also that. Think about how many small places you could cred run like with one pass. Mm-hmm. Like uh, literally, literally, like all of those like two park things. It's like, oh, I don't want to pay forty bucks to get see, in there. Here's my problem with that: is that that's obviously going to be something really expensive, and if you're spending that much on something like that already then you're going to feel obligated to use it more, which is just going to make you spend even more money on hotels because you're going to want to travel even more and food and gas. I would have a hard time spending more than $3,000 on that just because you see where I'm coming from. It it would add up quick, even though that would be great value. If you put that at $10,000, it'd be great value probably because you get the whole world all year. But then you have to pay more for other stuff. So, yeah. Very good points. I didn't think about the hotels and the gas situation. Do you have an answer yourself? I'd probably go 5000 Yeah, kind of what Jack said. We're kind of in similar ranges. Yeah. <clears throat> I probably, like, I'd probably use that. Like, that would be enough for me for just, like, the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, even if Europe wasn't included. I could just get in my car and go nuts for a year. Yeah, you could. I would say 5000 Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, that was questions. That was the last questions. So it's time for the top 25s. Who's starting, Jack? You or me? Um, I'll let you start. Me? Okay. I will I play start with my Zippo. At 25... In my home state of Florida at Bush Gardens, Tampa, Montu. So, uh, I've said this a lot on this podcast, and I'll say it again. There is like one week a year uh, in December slash January where this thing decides to run like Batman at over Georgia, and it's much bigger. Uh, if you get it on that week of the year, it's probably going to be in your top 10. If you don't, it's potentially still top 25. It's my favorite invert. The layout is a masterpiece. The Batwing is amazing. I think the Immelman is one of the best overall elements on any inverts just for the positives because you go straight through the loop into that and it's super tight. Great zero G roll. 
The ride just seems to keep going and going with the trenches. I love the color scheme. Kumba was my favorite ride at that park. Not anymore. Monsu really overtook it the last time I got rides on it. Uh, this is easily the best invert in the U.S., in my opinion. Yeah, I need to get back on it. Hopefully in like a week and a half. <laughs> that would be quick. So I mean, um, I'm literally, I'm just watching flights for Martin Luther King weekend, and if they stay cheap, I'm booking them. <laughs> I got you. Um, before we move on, Bryant has said he is heading out. Bryant, thank you so much once again for the support. Thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate it, brother. Thank you, guys. No, there need to uh, we didn't do anything. I love you, too. We, Brian, we, you're we sat at the computer and got pissed at each other for a couple of years. You changed my life. Eh, <laughs> you you kind of picked us. We we were letting anybody on the show. You you could have been literally anyone, but yeah. Thank you. Well, I stuck around for. I mean, right? You're gonna miss the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is my top five. <laughs> it's gonna he'll be an event. He'll hear it on Wednesday. You know he's gonna listen to it. It's gonna be an event. I can see the text already. I know. Can't wait. <laughs> so, okay, Brian, thank you. We love you. Shout out. Yes. All right. So, Jack, you're 25. Well, Coming have- in at number 25 is the one, the only gold striker at California's Great America, Mike from the Drunk Riders, favorite GCI and favorite right. park. Um, this is still my favorite GCI. Uh, it's got everything I want in a GCI. It's got good pacing, good airtime, good laterals, good twists and turns. Um, I haven't ridden it in three years, and I've heard it's gotten rough, but this is based off my rides in 2019 on it. Um, so, yeah, I still love this ride, though. I, it's pretty much the perfect GCI. They cracked the formula with this ride, in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't ridden it, but looking at it, I agree. The layout looks perfect. Um, I people complain about the roughness, but I, I don't know about that. We'll see. Uh, some people don't have as high tolerance when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but anyways, number twenty-four, we are going to Louisville, Kentucky, home of John Mike himself, and the Johnniest of Mikes. The yes, the Johnniest of Mike's and Maguire's uh, at 24 lightning run at Kentucky Kingdom. The only chance Hyper GTX as of now of uh, that first drop is just something special in the back row, and the rest of the ride is just filled with your RMC esque ejector just on such a compact layout where you're getting positives and laterals thrown around as well. Uh, I want to see more of these. It doesn't really do anything wrong for me except for just being a little small and short. I wish it was a little bigger. But they really cracked the code with that first drop. That is one of the best first drops in the world, in my opinion. And it's better than Storm Chaser by a good amount. Fight me. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. That doesn't right doesn't make my list, but I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. So, coming in at number twenty four for me is Thunderbird at Holiday World, the best B and M wing coaster by a landslide. Um, the launch is amazing. The elements are just perfect. The, like the, the sequence of elements is just perfect. Um, and it's one of the most re-rideable coasters I've ever ridden. Um, 
it's just it, they they were like how can we make the perfect wing coaster and they built it the only thing that it doesn't do is it is a shorter layout and i always am like oh if it had one or two more elements it'd be insane but that being said the layout they do have is chef's kiss yeah yeah uh like when you look at it it's pretty average in uh wing coaster size it's just the launch makes it seem shorter but yes i do agree one or two more elements um would help it a lot and that's what keeps it just outside of my top 25 so coming in at 23 this is where we talk about orion at king's island the onion 287 um orion oreo in did i not i did spell it right didn't i you did that's right yeah what are you talking about? We put um, an E in there at one point. I misclicked. Okay. Yeah, Orion, BNM, Hyper, Slash, Giga, whatever you want to call it. Don't fight me. Um, it doesn't have the most elements, but the elements it does have, it executes really well. I know a lot of people like to hate on this, but to be honest, I just really like this ride. Uh, it's got a great color scheme, comfortable trains as always, fantastic first drop. The little wave turn thing is great. Uh, and then the hills on the way back are fantastic. Same with the Orion's Belt Helix thing and the hop into the brakes. All really good. I wish it was a little longer. It ain't Fury. It ain't Mako. It ain't Goliath at over Georgia. But it, it is what it is. And for what it is, I really like it. Yep. We'll, we'll get to me talking about Orion in a bit. So mm-hmm. coming in at number 23 for me, though, arrived. We were talking out just a few minutes ago with Bryant. It's Haggard's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. I can't believe I said that name right. Um, I'm surprised too. It's this in terms of the perfect family thrill coaster with theming. This is it. Like it doesn't get better than Hagrid's in terms of like a family thrill coaster with theming. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's an insane ride. It's a it's a masterclass in engineering and high throughput capacity rides like. 10 11 trains on track at once what and the theming is brilliant the story is brilliant it's just it's amazing coaster and i love it and yeah yeah and i mean seven launches all with good force with some thrown in surprises it doesn't have the airtime or positives that you would want but it still has those moments and it's just got length to it as well it, it doesn't really do anything wrong for what it's supposed to be so I agree with you. I can see why it's up there. It's not for me just because I prefer some more intense rides than others. And I'm not a Harry Potter person, but it, it's still very good. At 22 for me, a new addition to the list for this year, uh, just like Orion was, but I forgot to say that for that. That is Storm Runner at Hershey Park, my favorite intimate accelerator by far, with a fantastic launch. And it's a short ride, but it's definitely more complete than the other three accelerators I've done by far. Um, and every element it has packs an incredible punch. Fantastic airtime over the top hat. The valleys of every single element are incredibly forceful. I grade out on multiple rides on this. Um, the flying snake dive gives you fantastic hang time and whip all at once. And then on the way out of it, you get thrown out of your seat for airtime. It's short. But it really does everything I want in an accelerator, and I fell in love with this ride. It is so good. I love it. Front row on this, amazing. 
yeah, I want to get back on that ride. Mm-hmm. I really want to get back on that ride. So coming in at 22 for me is Intimidator 305 at King's Dominion. Um, I want to put this ride higher, but everything else is just above it. It's just better, in my opinion, or more rewritable, which I think I've found I'm starting to factor in more is how rewritable a coaster is. And I five is not a rewritable coaster. Um, and that is, that is literally the only drawback. If this thing were rewritable, it'd be in my top five, honestly, but I just can't rewrite this thing. And that's something I love to be able to do with coasters. So that's why it's down here. But besides that point, it's intense. It's fast. It's got some surprising moments of airtime, but it's also got so much whip and positive that I'm pretty sure if, I mean, it's got enough of positive G-force for like every other roller coaster in the United States. Like if none of them have positives, I-305's got them covered. Mm-hmm. So I'm insane, right? I know you're going to talk about it later on. So I will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit higher for me. I get the rewritability thing, but this ride is just too insane for me to not have as high as I do, in all honesty. Um, 21, another new addition to the list for the year, and that is Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood. Um, So I don't think there's anything wrong with this ride's first half, but I do feel like it might hold the ride back just a tiny, tiny bit because the second half is pure insanity and ejector. And the drop into the cliff is fantastic sense of speed. And I love the terrain use. Same with the turnaround. Uh, if you could have that throughout the whole ride, this would probably be top 15. But it's not. Um, just the parts that I really, really like about it are a little too short for me to put higher. It's still an insane coaster. Some of the most insane airtime you will ever experience for sure. With basically a pool noodle as a lap bar. Uh, so thumbs up for me. Definitely the best ride at Kennywood and one of the best rides in Pennsylvania. Really enjoyed Fanny's Revenge. Yeah, Fanny is a great ride. We'll, we'll be getting to that one. We have a lot of the same rides on our list. It's just what order do we have them in? Yeah. Uh, for me, 21 is Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, oh I'm ready to get back on this thing. I mean, it's just... It's got everything. Airtime, laterals, pacing, insane structure, great theming. It's at one of the best parks in the world. It's just such a phenomenal ride. I love this thing. I fell in love riding it in 2019. And I still will have dreams about it two and a half years later. Like, it was that good of a coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll talk about Ghost Rider in just a second. It's it's pretty good. For sure. I am an agreeance. It definitely deserves to be there. Um, moving on to number 20 for me, we've got Mystic Timbers. At I thought Island. you were about to type Mystery Mine. I was going to get my car, drive down the floor to slap you, and turn around to come back. No, not Mystery <laughs> Mine. Yes, Mystic Timbers at King's Island. Um, a GCI that is just filled with airtime. And I know what Jack will say is it doesn't have the twisties. It doesn't have as big of twisties, but it does have its lateral moments still whether it's in the out and back, in the turnaround. I think the atmosphere of this ride, the theming is fantastic. The location is fantastic. The shed, I really love the shed. It's such a cool touch. The trains look great. It gets smoother with age. It gets faster with age, honestly. And it is just a relentless ejector machine out in the woods in Ohio. So definitely deserves to be here, in my opinion. Yeah. 
and keeping it with the timbers for my number 20 is Twisted Timbers. This is probably a hot take having it this low, quite frankly, um, but I just love everything over on this list more. This ride's nuts, though. Like, with the, what, what RMC was able to do with that crappy layout and turn it into a top 20 coaster, a lot of people, it's a top 10 coaster. It's, I mean, that's a testament of its own, but those three hills are nuts. The barrel roll drop is insane. And then, like, the, it's got those couple little weird ones at the end, like the tip-out turn under the lift hill. And I don't know why, but it's zero-G roll is just nuts. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Twisted Timbers, phenomenal ride. It's, it's great. I love it. Uh, another ride that I will talk about in a few minutes for sure. Um, moving on, number 19. We are going with Ghost Rider for my number 19 at Nasberry Farm. Uh, a ride that I literally cannot comprehend how it does what it does because it has such massive elements, yet it somehow never loses its speed. It just runs way too fast. Those big hills feel like Mako's hills on a wooden structure. The second half is full of fast-paced ejector moments. The last helix is tons of laterals. The location of the ride and theme, I, I love the theme. I just wish the operations were a little bit better. And one of the best elements on any coaster ever is the drop-off of that mid-course. It is absolutely insane. I love the ride. I wish I could have gotten more rides on it. I had a fast pass, and even then, it still had a decent weight in the fast pass line. Um, I want to go back so bad to ride this thing again. Amazing ride. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it's a really, really good ride. And keeping with the Timbers theme, who wants to guess what it is? Trash. It is not trash. Shut your mouth. It ain't this good. Shivering Timbers at Michigan's Adventure. Don't listen to him. You're going to be disappointed when you finally get out to ride it. Ignore everything Chris just said. Okay, fine. Be disappointed. He's wrong. That rides I had this summer were the best rides I've ever had on it. I don't even think it's in the top 50. Whatever. Just, I'm not going to interrupt you. Shut. Let me talk about it. Go ahead. It's an amazing ride. The thing, like, you have to know what you're getting yourself into. Because I knew. I was like, I'm walking in. It's airtime. That's all it is. It's all it does. It does airtime. That's all it does. It does it well. And it did it better than I remembered it this summer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really love this coaster. And so that is why it's in my top 19. Is it the best? No. Is it probably deserving of a top 20 spot? No, but do I love it? Yes, so it's here because I love it. Listen to that last part. Um, yeah, Shivering's good. It ain't that good, though. Like, uh, Legend's better, in my opinion. Um, going to number 18, we got a ride that was at one point in my top 10 this year, and then I rode some more stuff, and I just had to drop it down. Another new addition to the list, that is Cannibal at Lagoon, a ride that surprised me so much. Uh, you going into this ride, you know that it has the steepest drop in the U.S., well, excluding Shellraiser, um, and it has lap bars. So you already know that this is going to be an insane drop, and you also know about the Lagoon Roll, so you know you're going to get some crazy hang time. What you don't know about is that the rest of the layout is incredibly whippy and has a ton of positives and airtime all thrown in there. Uh, I wondered, going into it, how good the rest of the layout would be, and it absolutely delivered. It is an incredible ride. Jack has a Renia, and he needs to change that. Uh, it's this changing. Thing is Don't insane. worry. 
It is absolutely insane. Another thing, uh, Jack knows that I'm not usually one to marathon rides. I think I rode Cannibal 15 times in two days, something like that. Uh, so yeah, it's rookie numbers. What for me, that's really good. You know, that might be my highest ever. Uh, yeah, it's an insane ride. I know it's way out there, but if you can go ride this thing. Yep. Rides that aren't way out there. Number 18 for me, O'Brien, Onion 287. The big blue one at Kings Island, as I've heard it referred to multiple times by GP at the park. Um, This one was a little over for me until I got some rain rides on it in October, and the ride showed its true form of what it can do if it wants to. And when this ride runs, no trims, and the track is wet, you're in for a treat. Um, multiple Zen rides with my friends, of course, John Mike and our friend Matt. It was a great time. I really was like, okay, I remember why Orion's so good. Is it Fury? No. Is it Millennium Force? No. Uh, but it's still an amazing ride. Yeah, uh, I will say I have also had a pouring down rain ride on the back row on, on, on Orion on a completely separate day from Jack. And that's probably one of the most insane experiences I've ever had. Uh, it's definitely deserving of a top 25 spot, even if it's barely clinging on for me. Um, and sticking with B&M Hyper's ride that we talked about the last time we did an episode, and that is Goliath at Six Flags over Georgia. Uh, I think this is easily the best B&M Hyper layout there is. It goes all over the place, has a bunch of whippy turns, an incredibly intense helix, like incredibly intense helix uh, on a level that B&M isn't really known for, I'd say, when it comes to their Hyper's. And then it's just got a ton of huge floater hills and then some insane injector hills at the end going outside of the park. It's a great setting. I love the color scheme. It's got an extra row than you're used to with no seat belts. It, yeah, it's just insane. It's not my favorite hyper. We'll talk about what's my favorite hyper in just a minute, but I absolutely love this ride and I fall more and more in love with it every time I ride it. Yeah. I, I yeah that's yeah. So for me, my number four, no, seventeen. I can't count. Uh, we're, my number seventeen. I was like, we're at fourteen, right? Um, no, we're at seventeen. My number seventeen is Goliath, but not it's the same one. Mine is Goliath at Six Flags, Great America. The ride that is way too short, but does everything at a twelve out of ten. The stall, the drop. That drop might be the best non-gimmicked drop on a coaster, period. It's got some really good airtime in there, because everyone rides it expecting the stall, and the stall is amazing, but those couple airtime pops are insane. The dive loop is so weird and so just not what you expect it to be like. And then you hit the stall, and the stall is everything you want it to be and more. It's just an insane ride. Is it short? Yes, but it is so perfect at what it does that it is absolutely deserving of a spot on this list yeah haven't written it yet but it is massive um even though it's short and i believe you when it comes to the elements i don't know how high it would get for me but we'll see when i eventually get out there number 16 sticking with rmc's a ride that jumped up a lot this year after me and jack had some amazing rides on it in february and that is iron rattler at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, the true star of Fiesta, Texas. Um, this is one of the best drops of all time. Going down the cliffside, every airtime moment 
on this ride is insane. The drop off the quarry is insane. The whip you get through the zero G roll and that little wave turn up on the wall is amazing. Uh, and then when we rode it, it was really flying through that part that most people complain about where you're up on the quarry. Uh, great airtime and whip up there. And is it a short ride? Yeah. Um, but it does everything right there. I have no complaints with this ride. I love the trains. They look good and are super comfortable. It's a huge two thumbs up for me. I, I love Iron Rattler so much. The rides we had this year really solidified it. Yeah. I agree with that. We'll get to Iron Rattler for me. Coming in at 16 for me is Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. And it says a lot about this coaster that even over two years after having ridden it and having ridden a ton of other stuff and rewritten a ton of other stuff, it's still holding on in my top 20. And I mean, it's just barely missing my top 15. I mean, it says a lot about how good this ride is. It's just one of the most re-rideable coasters out there. The colors are amazing. The trains are amazing. The layout is phenomenal. The way it uses the park's quote-unquote terrain. Um, it's great. Chris, go ahead and jump in. Yeah, number 15 for me is Mako. Uh, also, yes, same one, Zero Orlando. Um, it is just more intense airtime than I've ever felt on any other hyper except for maybe some of Goliath's last hills. Um, I'm, being, first, I'm being on a B&M hyper. B&M hyper. Okay, so I was going to say, because there's another we're, ride we're up gonna, this list. We're going to talk about the best hyper airtime up in the top 10, at least. That top five for me. We're probably talking about the same one. Um, but yeah. You know we B&M, Yeah. B&M hypers, Mako is king. Um, the airtime on the drop is amazing. The five-second hill is amazing. The speed hill is incredible. The little wave turn at the end is incredible. It's not the most inspired layout. It's pretty basic, but it just somehow make like throws you out of the seat so much more intense than any other ones do. No lap bars as well. Uh, yeah, it's an easy nine out of 10. The only question is, will it still be better than icebreaker when it opens? Nah. Nah. Yeah. It's coming in at number 15 for me, keeping the hyper trend alive. We got Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood, which we, we've said it before. We both have talked about it uh, when we wrote it for the first time. You watch the POV for this ride, and it's like, oh, that, it, yeah, what's the hype about? And then you get on it, and you go down the first drop and up into the turn. And it's like, what's the hype about? And then you start down the drop, the drop. And it's like, oh, and then you hit the airtime, and then you immediately understand why everyone loves this ride so much. And I am no exception. Um, you do not have to pull my leg to say, let's go to Kennywood and ride Phantom's Revenge. Like, you say, let's go to Kennywood. I'm in because Phantom's Revenge is there, and that ride is just... Oh, the airtime is insane. The pool noodle restraints are like... Mm, they're so good. Yeah. And the drop into the ravine... And then all the G's at the bottom are just, yes. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's sauce. It's just such an awesome ride. I love it to death. Yeah, yep. love fans. It's great. I, uh, I agree with the POV thing. We, we were both in the boat of like, it's, it's going to be good, but how good? And it, it like, delivers. 
I know it's because I've I've watched that POV and I see like what you know growing up as an enthusiast you watch other people's ranking videos and they've all got it in like their top tens and fifteens and I'm like, huh? How? Why? Huh? Why? It it looks boring. And then it's like, well, you uh, see the second half potential. It's just like how good it. can it be? But it's like yeah, the POVs never did it justice. And it's like, and then you get on it and it's like, uh yeah. Um, I mean, we both out. talked about it now. It, it's been in both of our top 25s. It, it's legit. You can believe it. Um, but going to number 14, we have the same ride here. And that is Millennium Force at Cedar Point, the original Giga. Um, so yeah, Millie is an absolutely incredible ride. Before this year, it was kind of like, yeah, Millie is really good, but how good is it? Like, it kind of had that mystique to it that had it so high in my rankings mm-hmm. not quite it's actually that good this year though it's airtime, just actually that whole, good yeah airtime the whole drop positives everywhere airtime over all the hills the speed hill at the end it really was that good it was so mm-hmm. good like so the ramp for me is always ranked high because it's got nostalgia factor it's millennium force i mean it's hard not to fall in love with the ride is it the is it the greatest roller coaster in the world anymore? No, but this year it was trying to be. It was showing, hey, I can still throw a punch after twenty one years. Let me show you what I can do. And it was it was throwing punches at us this summer. Um, but just besides the like, it's just got a great layout. It's probably one of the best roller coasters to get on if you just want that good, pure, fun sense of speed because you feel like you're flying the whole time. Um, and it's just an iconic roller coaster and yeah, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. It is great. Um, I know a lot of people hate on it, but it really doesn't deserve it in my opinion. Um, going to number 13, the other Intamin Giga, and that is Intimidator 305 at Kings Dominion. One of the most intense rides in the world. One of the whippiest rides in the world. And this year it actually had some airtime thrown in there too, which surprised me. Um, I absolutely love this. The first turn is bonkers. Uh, all of the transitions are absolutely insane. It's just incredible laterals, but they're comfortable too. Um, it is so, so good. One, I don't think I could rewrite it as much either, but it, it's just too good for me to not have this high, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's an amazing ride. Like, there is no denying it's an insane ride. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number 13 for me is Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain. If this were I dueled every single time, it would be in my top five. No questions asked. It doesn't duel every time. And it's still at number 13, which is a pretty darn good ranking. And honestly, I look at everything above it. It's like, yeah, that's a hard list to crack. It's Twisted Colossus. It's just an amazing layout. It's just fun. That is what it boils down to. It is fun. It doesn't go over the top. It doesn't like do anything next level. It is just a fun roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about Twisted Colossus in a little bit. Uh, in my opinion, it does do some next level things, but we'll see. Um, number 12 for me is Ride the Jack talked about just a little bit ago. And that is Twisted Timbers, also at King's Dominion. Uh, This thing runs way too fast. That's the big thing with it, is that it's 
a smaller RMC that's running through with such incredible speed. The three Camelbacks are absolutely insane. Uh, the second half has a ton of intense ejector thrown in there. The little whippy turn under the structure is fantastic as well. Uh, easy, easy 10 out of 10 for me. Incredible ride. I love the theme. I love the color scheme. I love the trains. Fantastic coaster. Yeah. And RMCs will continue for a moment. We've got Iron Rattler at Fiesta, Texas, taking the number 12 spot. Oh, it's like like Chris said earlier. I rode this in 2018 for the first time, and it was good. I enjoyed it. But we got out in this February, and it was just bonkers. Like, airtime everywhere. The quarry, like, on top of the quarry wall was, like, ridiculously fast. The drops were insane. The night rides we got on it still are, like, favorite memories from this year. Just how nuts those were. Um absolutely insane roller coaster insane setting the trains are phenomenal i love that park oh i can't wait to go back because i just love that place and i love that ride Mm -hmm. it is great for sure um we'll keep with rmc's with something that was in my top three last year and has dropped quite a bit and that is lightning rod at dollywood um yeah this used to be arguably the best ride in the world and then they kind of butchered a little bit it's still really really good i think the quad down and speed hill are still fantastic but the wave turns don't hit as much to me which really was fantastic um the terrain is still great they tore down some of the trees though the theming is still great the launch is still great it's just really hard to have it higher when i've ridden it at almost peak you know yeah, I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, uh, um, we'll talk about Lightning Round and where it's ranked for me at the very end of the show. So, uh, number 11 for me is Tremors at Silverwood. Just, gonna, just yell at me. Just get it over with. No. I, I just, I can't believe it. I, I can't do it. Mm. That's right, I just the definition of perfection in an old wooden coaster. Oh, the setting, the airtime, the laterals. It's still insanely smooth. That 208 track is perfection. The only thing holding this ride back is it needs a second train. That's literally all it needs, and it's perfect. It's so good. I love this ride. I cannot wait to get back to Silverwood to just ride it more and more and more and more. Yeah. Mm-mm. Haven't ridden it yet, but I, I just don't believe it. Um, talking about more wooden coasters, number 10, El Toro at Six Flags Great Adventure. Uh, a lot of people talk about this ride's drop and the first two hills and the Long Thunder Hill, but you got to give credit to the rest of the ride as well. The Floater Hill is fantastic. And even when it's a little bit on the rougher side, the twister section is fun. But yeah, those four elements, they definitely live up to the hype. The first drop is one of the best drops in the world. The two camelbacks just go over in ridiculous speed. The rolling thunder hill lives up to all the hype. It's just an insane ejector. Uh, I love that the train's so long just because you get pulled over every element in the back. Uh, I wish it was a little bit smoother this year. That probably would have bumped this up even more. But I love it. It is a great ride. Yeah. 
we'll see that ride very soon on my list. Coming at number 10 for me, though, is Steel Vengeance at Cedar Point, a ride I used to not be super high on, but after 10 amazing rides on it this year, or 11 rides on it this year, I was opened, my eyes were open to what it can do. Front row, uh, load side, you'll thank me later. This ride is nuts. Like, mm-hmm. It's nuts. I, everyone has talked about Steel Vengeance so much. There's not much I can add to the conversation, but it's an amazing, amazing, amazing ride. So, yeah, there's not much he can add to the conversation, but I will because it's my number nine. Uh, yeah, front, front right is the seat because it really turns that outward bank into the standout moment. I love the second half. It's full of airtime. I think the zero G roll at the end of the ride whips you so much and is great i love the inversions the first half has a ton of air as well uh the thing that this lacks and we've both said that this is that it really feels like one of the smaller rmc's just really really long it doesn't have that uniqueness element to it like a ride like iron rattler or uh twisted colossus does for me at least um I love the ride. I think it's fantastic, and it's probably one of the closest to objectively perfect rides you will get. But I wish it had something special. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the top tens now. Coming in at number nine for me is El Toro, Six Legs Great Adventure. I just said that that was in my top 10. There you all go. I will let you applaud and cheer and scream and cried tears of joy el toro is in my top 10 you're welcome i gave it a second chance it delivered everything chris said is true it's got some insane elements the rolling thunder hill the twister section yeah great ride i was wrong Hmm. that hurt to say but you were wrong yeah i was wrong Moving on with number eight, the ride that we got some insane rides on this summer, and that is Maverick at Cedar Point. Uh, I think this was just outside of my top 10 last year when we did this, maybe, and now you see where it is. So it really, really, really did its job in redeeming itself to me. Uh, The airtime on the first drop is insane. The transitions in the first half is insane. That one hill in the first half is insane. The second launch, especially at night, is so, so incredible. The force of that is amazing. And then you've just got rapid transitions the whole way through that flip you every which way. And it's all done comfortably. The restraints didn't bother me in any way this time around. We rode it 10 times in one day. This thing is elite. Yeah, It is most definitely elite. Yeah. We'll we'll get the Maverick for me. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And coming at eight is speaking of rides that try to actively kill you. It's the best hyper ever built. It's Sky Rush at Hershey Park. Oh, if you're, I should just say the name, and your leg should just start wincing in pain from the airtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous, y'all. It's just insane. The, going up the lift is an experience in its own. Then getting just literally flung over the drop is i mean it tries to kill you there and then your body's just hanging sideways out of the train and then you're going over that hill and it's just like 
how is this even on the track? It feels like the upstop should just be ripped to shreds. It's ridiculous. I don't, the ride is, everyone says it and I agree with it. If, like there's a roller coaster out there that's like, that's too much. It's Skyrush. That is the ride where it feels like it is too much. Yeah. I'll talk about Skyrush in a minute, but everything you said is true. Um, moving on to number seven, we have my new favorite RMC, and that is Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, the, if you get a duel on this ride, it is so, so special, and I just so happened to get one, and that was incredible. I have never, ever, ever experienced something like that. It oh, going through RMC elements while looking at another train under or above you or to the side of you is so so cool. And watching everybody's hands fly, and then not to mention the thing is just so powerful as is. <coughs> Excuse me. Like the first drops on both sides are fantastic. The wave turns on both sides are fantastic and create a fantastic near miss with the other train. On blue side, the speed hill after that is one of the most insane elements ever, in my opinion. It feels like a magnum triangle hill. And then you've got the interaction over the next two, uh, like camelbacks with the inversions over them, that the uh, top gun stall, and then just the zero G roll over it. Uh, the dueling aspect really makes it, but even without it, honestly, it'd still probably be at least top 15. It is so intense. Every element. I kind of feel like it's almost with Goliath at Great America. I feel like every element is done in a 12 out of 10 on this ride. And then you have it dueling as well. Yeah. It's an amazing ride. It, it's my perfect RMC. Not going to lie. Speaking of perfect, coming at number seven is Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City. I'm not going to talk too much about this one. It's great. I got the ride... 11 times last week it's just as good as we remember i got pretty much all of my rides were in row seven or eight i got one row two because like i need to go do one up in the front but yeah it's amazing i love that ride that's all i'm gonna say mm -hmm. um number six for me velocicoaster at islands of adventure a new for 2021 coaster uh this thing is really insane it doesn't do anything wrong the first launch, I think, is super forceful. The whole first half has a ton of great ejector moments. That dive loop is one of the craziest inversions of all time. Up in the front row, you get all three of like the key types of G-Force at once. You get laterals, positives, and negative. I don't know how it's possible, but they figured it out. The near misses with the rock is great. The theming is fantastic. The second half over the lagoon is placed perfectly. The top hat gives you insane airtime. The stall is incredibly whippy. Jack slapped me in the face going through it on his first ride. Yeah. The, the wall I got stall, elbowed in the head, y'all. He did. The wall <laughs> stall is great. That weird outer bank thing in the Helix is great. And then the Mosasaurus roll is probably my second favorite element of all time. That is legit. I know it can be hard to believe that a standard Heartline slash Zero G roll could do that. Trust me. If you really want to and just let your body go, you will be looking down the center of the train as you go through that because you're going to be 90 degrees sideways. And then the hop up into the brakes is fantastic too. It doesn't do anything wrong. It's probably the perfect launch coaster, uh, except for one that has a bit of a gimmick that helps it out that I'll talk about in a second. But yeah, it lives up to the hype. Yeah. So coming at number six for me is the beautiful Maverick at Cedar Point. Bu, 
I had to see what you did there. That'd be yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, memories. Um, Maverick at Cedar Point. This ride, so when I rode it the first time back in 2016, I was disappointed. I rode it a couple more times between then and this year. It slowly worked up, and something just clicked this year. Got on it. Ten rides later, I was in love. It's my favorite ride at Cedar Point. Um, honestly, and it's not even close. Like I know Vengeance is at ten and Maverick's at six, which doesn't feel like that much of a gap. But trust me, there's a substantial gap between them. Um, Maverick is just insane. That second launch at night will forever have my heart. Like that is that is where I just want to live. Just on that second launch at night in the front row, mm-hmm. barreling down it over and over and over please um yeah it is it is just an amazing roller coaster it was 10 years ahead of its time it honestly still feels like it's ahead of its time such an amazing roller coaster i love it i do too uh, if you gave Lost Coaster Slap Bars, it would probably be a lot of people's number ones immediately. Oh my lord! I don't think I would want that. I feel like you would actually die going through those. You probably would, but you never know. We could try it. Um, <laughs> speaking try of it rides that are absolutely insane, and you have no clue what's going on at points. Number five, X two at Six Flags Magic Mountain, my three hundredth coaster. Um, yeah, this is just like what 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 just happened to me when you ride it. Uh, the first drop is absolutely insane. I think that first, what is it, Raven turn, whatever, uh, after the drop, that is probably my f- favorite element. That is incredible how you, it lays you basically stomach down mm-hmm. as you go through it, which gives you this weird airtime sensation that is sustained the whole way through. And then the rest of the ride is just crazy flipping. And then you've got the last Raven turn, which is just so violent. Uh, with airtime and positives and you just slam into your seat and then you hit the brake run and you question what just happened. It is an incredible ride. I love it so, so much. I only got one ride on it and I'm going to go back for more one day, but yeah, this thing is a janky arrow mess in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. So coming at number five for me, and this is we're at this point now where like all of these are just amazing roller coasters, and honestly, depending on the day, any of these might be my favorite ride, quite frankly. But Fry for me is Voyage at Holiday World. Oh, it's so good, y'all! It's just so good. It never stops. It just goes and goes and goes. Insane airtime, great pacing, laterals, an amazing night ride. Um. If you get to ride it trimless, great. If not, it doesn't need to be trimless. It's still amazing, not trimless. Um, yeah, I did my infamous 20 rides day on it this year with John Mike. And I just think back, I was like, yeah, that was perfect. Like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, Yeah, I will talk about it in a second. But it's legit, for sure. Um, my number four. This is the greatest hyper ever built, and that's Skyrush Hershey Park. Uh, back left on this thing is ridiculous. Your body will be contorted in ways that it shouldn't be. Um, that first drop, you don't expect much, and then you hit that random kink in it, and it literally tries to throw you out. And then you hit the bottom. It feels like a car crash. You go sideways. Your back is now 90 degrees to the left. The rest of the ride is just filled with ejector. You've got that twisted airtime hill at the end that whips you to the side and throws you out of your seat so hard. And the whole thing is just full of positives because it's such a tight, compact ride. It does nothing wrong to me. 
except for maybe the restraints a little bit and honestly being too much at times. Um, I fell in love with this ride. It is absolutely incredible. And yeah. uh, it will be hard to drop it out of the top five. It, it is one of those rides that makes it really, really hard for something to get in your top five. Yeah. Shout out X2 for managing that. Yeah. So coming in at number four for me is Fury 325. Right, I'm starting to get pissed. At Carolyn's. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little, I'm, I'm really upset now. This, no, this is not okay, bud. Fury is an amazing roller coaster. It is the perfect B&M. And again, Ryan's I'll, texting us right now. I know this. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm reemphasizing this. Depending on the day, any of these top five could be my favorite coaster. Depending on the day, any of the top five could be my favorite coaster. Fury, amazing drop. The layout is just perfection. The, the turns, the airtime the turns give you, the setting, the colors, the train. It's just the perfect giga. It's so amazing. Um, I absolutely adore this roller coaster with every ounce of like my being. I love it to death. It's perfect it's been my number one it's been my number two it's been as low as like eight but this ride consistently will win my heart over no matter what dumb uh number three we're talking about voyage at holiday world one of the longest coasters in the world and every single foot of it is like just is insane uh First drop isn't the best first drop in the world, I'll say, but it's good. The first hills, whether you're in the back or the front, are going to absolutely try to eject you. The terrain usage on the way out and back is fantastic. The spaghetti bowl just tries to throw you sideways so much. The return trip is full of crazy ejector, sideways airtime, everything you ever want, and it just keeps going and going and going, and it doesn't lose speed. And it really is the perfect wooden coaster to me. Uh, the fact that I was able to ride this as many times as I did this year really surprises me. And that's another thing that's impressive about it is it's 6,000 feet of pure intensity, yet it still was able to get me to ride it like 10 times this year in two days, which is hard for me to do as somebody who doesn't usually like marathoning, but it's just that good. I had to do it. So perfect wooden coaster. I can see Jack smirking. I'm going to go look at the dock and get angry again. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> you just seek attention. This is not a hot take. Like, I'm sorry. Just go. Number three is Velocicoaster at Universal Islands of Adventure. Oh, this ride, y'all. Everything Chris said is true. Launch, the airtime, the hang time, the G positives, and that, like, it's all of it in one. It's steamed to a level I've never seen done on a coaster before you hit the brakes and you're just like, huh? Because I mean, it's insane. The the layout they packed in, like what they were able to do with this roller coaster while still telling a story while still like making it for everyone. It's one of the most insane roller coasters ever built. Um, 
that launches are just uh, the roll, the stall, the top hat. It's perfect. It literally is the perfect roller coaster, in my opinion. Yet here it is at number three. And number that's at number three, because the other two are even better. <laughs> well, one of them might be. Uh, number two, Jerry325 at Carowinds. In my opinion, the objectively closest you can get to a perfect ride, it is a perfect layout. The drop is incredible. All of the twists and turns lead to the ground and give you laterals and airtime all at once. The treble clef is incredible. The the ending with all the airtime thrown in at the end it is just incredibly intense the whole way through. I have no complaints about it. It's a beautiful ride. It's long enough. It has incredible pacing. The speed is great. It It is really a perfect coaster. I absolutely love it, and I love riding it over and over when I'm at Carowinds. So that is why it is my number two. Fantastic ride. Yeah, see, I'm even... I'm getting now. It's, it's, this, it's this one. So coming in at number two is Outlaw Run at Silver Dollar City. <sighs> I fell in love with this roller coaster last week. Hold on now. Before you go any further, let's hear it. Silver Dollar City is way better than Dollywood. The park, yes. The Christmas event and cinnamon bread, no. Okay. But we've had this argument on the show before. And you're admitting it now. Silver Dollar City is a far better park than Dollywood, isn't it? The park is better. The Christmas event and cinnamon bread, no. I'm not talking about the Christmas bread and cinnamon event. Or, yeah, Christmas bread and cinnamon event. Christmas bread and cinnamon event. There you... Can we get on that? Can we get on that cinnamon event? I'd pay. SDC is better, and Jack is admitting it. I will admit that Silver Dollar City is the superior park. This is the final episode. I will admit that. I will, however, say their Christmas event, while they have the one section that is amazing, overall, I like Dollywood's better because it's a better, well-rounded event. And I am sorry to all of you people who are on the trip that think Silver Dollar City has the better cinnamon bread. No. You're wrong. Yeah, I'm on your side there. You are so wrong. Like, Dollywood's a hand it to you, and it's just like a gooeyness of goodness. Silver Dollar City's is too neat, and it doesn't have enough sugar, quite frankly. Anyway, there's my vent, because they were all like, it's just so much better than Dollywood's. And I'm like, are you dumb? Anyway. um, Outlaw Run. At number two, I know it is a hot take. I know this is a very high rating for this ride, but I fell in love. I could not get enough of it. I spent five hours just riding Outlaw Run. Um, That's how I ended out my 2021 coaster year. Probably the best coaster season I've ever had was marathoning Outlaw Run. Every ride, I just fell more and more in love. The drop's amazing. That stall is just hilariously fun. And then it just picks up the taste picks up the taste, picks up the pace with that twister hill, the speed hill, flying under the lift hill and getting whipped, hitting the wave turn and just floating there while just hauling. And then you hit that low to the ground hill, which feels like a magnum triangle hill because it just throws you violently real quick. And then you're into the barrel roll, which was giving me airtime and like flinging me down out of my seat. And I was just violent. It was it was great. And just riding that thing over and over at night and just getting to learn it and just, it was so much fun. I just fell in love with it, quite frankly. 
and is it like objectively you look at all these other rides and it's like oh they're probably better but in terms of roller coasters i truly love outlaw run is up there it's good but it ain't that good it just hasn't aged well enough and it's too short for me personally but yeah it's a good ride not that good in my opinion but it's pretty good um sticking with sober dollar city number one time traveler only mock extreme spinner in north america uh anybody who hates on this go ride it first because i know you haven't um ride it in the back car first drop will be the best first drop you ever experience twisted airtime hill is going to be insane the drop into the second launch is going to be insane the launches actually have decent force every inversion gives you a new near miss new type of force because of the spinning whether that's positive laterals whatever it is it's terrain usage is perfect it's theming is perfect the spinning is perfect it is my perfect ride and i could ride it all day uh y'all know how much i love this it will probably always be my number one i don't really see anything overtaking it at this point um but yeah it is a perfect ride i'm just finding things hilarious on twitter currently i'm gonna screenshot it and just send it to you so my number one is x2 at six flags magic mountain the most demented roller coaster on earth like you cannot tell me this ride is not messed up because it is messed up the drop so i mean the lift hill is an experience because you have no idea how far up this thing you are you're just going up you're at the mercy of the ride entirely and then you hit the drop and it's the best first drop on any roller coaster ever in my opinion just flipping and facing the ground and then being spun out of it is just ridiculous. And then you get the first Raven turn where you're just like hanging there. It's like, what's happening? And then you're flipping through the hill and then you're in the turn and then you're sideways and going backwards all of a sudden. And then you're going through that final Raven turn and your body is going to just be yanked by the train, whatever direction the train feels like. You have no choice. You have no body control. You're just going to do what the ride wants you to do. And you slam into the brakes. And it's just, what just happened? And I've had the really good fortune. I got the marathon this ride in 2019. I got probably like 15 rides on it without leaving the station. Most of them without even really leaving my seat. And it's just, it's ridiculous. There's nothing else like this in the States. Um, and the only other two roller coasters like this are in Japan and in China. And it's X2, and it's it's X2. That's all I. That's honestly all I can say. It's amazing yeah, roller coaster. It's a special ride. I love it. I'm very glad I made it my 300. It is so good. Deserving of that spot, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there you guys have it. Top 25s. Uh, this is it. Thank you all for yeah. listening over the past two years ish. Um, we appreciate it. We'll be back eventually for some random episodes from time to time. Uh, shout out to all the Patreons. Shout out to all the listeners. Everybody who supported this. Um, there's so many that I could shout out name by name, and it would take a very long time. Um, well, I, let's let's run through some of the obvious ones. Of course, Bryant, Megan, 
Allison, Stephen, I mean, all of our patrons, honestly, you all should like, you all deserve a shout out again. So Brian, Graham, Grant, Jaden, Mark, Allison, Stephen, Eric, Mikhail, Klaus, and Sloan. Thank you all. Um, Marcus, Mark, Mike, Kevin, thank you all for always, you know, helping us out if we had questions and just being fun guys to hang out with. Um, Huge shout out to Mike and EB for helping me early on learn a lot about podcasting, like, it's how we learned to do the show was sending emails to those people. Um, shout out to our families, to both of our, our, my mom and dad and Krista, his parents, like they let us do this. That was pretty cool. Um, is there anyone else we want to shout out to our dogs? Yeah. Uh, Roland all the and Pepper. That have come on. Thank you guys for joining us for however long it was. We appreciate all of you. Um, and then yeah, just every listener. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. We probably accomplished a little more than we would have expected to in only two years. So that's cool. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate the nice messages we've had from a lot of you and the nice words that a lot of you have told us. And I, yeah, that, that is it. Thank you so much for making this a fun time. Yeah. Y'all have made this a really amazing two years for both of us. We've both learned a lot about the industry. We've learned a lot about podcasting, learned a lot about ourselves doing this. Um, and yeah, it's going to really wrap it up. I know you're, you're not done hearing from me. I'm full in on the amusement industry. You're not getting rid of me that easily. So sorry. <laughs> and I am out. Got, got some great stuff planned. So yeah. And also, Chris, thank you for co-hosting with me. It's been well, an course. honor. And... Yes. Uh, starting this together, obviously. Um, appreciative. I mean, it's something we both wanted to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, I think for the last time, we're going to say buy Allison's book. Yes, do that. Follow Join me. the Discord if you want to. It's still going to be active. It's sticking around because we need somewhere to vent about Just our problems. For a link, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably start just promoting it with all my stuff. But yeah. Any last words? No, nah, I think that's it. I will be open to Discord and Instagram DMs. Um, I know a lot of you have found my personal Instagram already. So if you ever want to catch up, that's where you can find me. But other than that, I don't plan to really be back. And this will probably be the last you hear me as far as coaster stuff. I'm kind of just going to be a normal enthusiast now. So. Thank you all for the support that I did get, though. Um, and yeah, See I guess with that, around, I I'm, guess. with that, I'm rolling the montage. Here's two seasons worth of highlights, y'all. All the funny moments. Thank you for listening, and have a good one. Take it away. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. As always, I am Chris, I am joined by Jack. Jack? I don't know how I ended up here. (laughs) Uh oh. Uh oh no. Oh no. First of all. First of all. Oh no. Oh no. First of all. <laughs> <laughs>
Jack, did you message him? No. The guy who was time traveler number one saying this. El Toro is outside of your top 100. Steel Vengeance is at 40. You literally just admitted yourself that Lightning Rod, as of the last time you wrote it, was not as good as Time Traveler. Opening weekend, it's gonna have opening issues. Opening weekend, I'm pretty sure just time like the end of the season every weekend. year. End of the season every year when it closes for the last two months because it can't work anymore. They, they put Jesus on a cross because he told the truth. Yeah. Is that the episode title? There you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's done. I win. There's been a debate for a long time now about uh, this coaster we're about to talk about. And that is Diamondback. So, um, there really is no discussion. <laughs> I mean, I see on the show rundown here, it says Ride of the Week choices. Number one, Mako. Number two, Diamondback. Obviously, someone's made a mistake. It has the Stagger trains, which are the superior trains. Which are trash. What's At Mako least Mako's a complete cross. ride. You hit Diamondback's train Diamondback and feel like you could go to sleep. Mako, you get sideways airtime after the mid-course. <laughs> I mean, That's why Mako's better. They came up to me like, hey, can you wait one train here to skip the line cars? And who comes walking up and sits down in the train? Is it Marcus and Shaw? <laughs> yeah, it's just people capturing pictures of poor people's cars stuck on this rock, right? So I think Scott was the one who sent that to me. And I, I'm like, okay, I got to do something on this. And so I just showed a bunch of pictures on the air, and that thing took off like crazy. People were like, wow. Dorney Park is getting a new coaster. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of walk through what like we figured out from it. Our whole thought process. Should we just go through everything we thought? I mean, we can. And I, you know, I might, might as well. Two weeks later. I'm I'm still leaning towards 2021 personally. Yeah. You figure that this all blows over if it did get pushed back because of the virus by like, let's say uh, late May or early June. But there's a um, there's a website that they claim to go inside the magic. Oh, weird. Um, they like just discovered what Google Earth was, and were writing articles about you won't believe what's on Google Earth. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. It's it's there. All the usual stuff. Sure. No, we are the uh, we like to call ourselves Mike the original theme park podcast. This is EB. Uh, we've been doing this now. This is our 16th year of CoasterRadio.com. Oh, the Coaster Boys got to show up. Fine, whatever. I guess you guys. Welcome back, train number one. Did you guys have fun? Sounds absolutely fantastic. At this time, unfasten your seatbelt when the train comes to complete and final stop. Please push down, pull up on your lap bar. Once again, please push down and pull up. Then exit to the right and enjoy the rest of your day here at Cedar Point, America's rock and roller coaster. Right on. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drunk <laughs> As always, I am Marcus. And I'm Mark. And I am Tom. Yeah. Oh, wait, wrong podcast. Y'all aren't drinking. <laughs> no, it's about the listeners. It's about the listeners. It's always Stop. about the listeners. Good night, Twisted Travelers.